Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hi folks, welcome to Spread the Word Global Ministries. My name is George and our title today is Christ in Me. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that will come. Remember, you are instructed to test the information you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. This is how you become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. As a Christian, you are called to confront the enemy on behalf of the sick, the lame, the blind, the abused, the crippled, the lost, the fatherless, the widows, the orphans, and the list goes on. Today we're going to look into a verse that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Colossae. Turn to the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 25. Paul writes, I have become the servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. And that is you, folks, that's you. To them, the Lord's people, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's beautiful. How is it that we are aware of the riches of this mystery? Christ in me, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Who is this Christ that the Apostle Paul wants to make known to us? Let's back up a bit in Colossians chapter 1. Paul describes Jesus Christ as the Son, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, that's in Jesus, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Paul writes, he, that's Jesus, is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Paul says that he is the head of the body, the church. Paul continues, He, Jesus, is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. God the Father was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, in Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is the Christ who is in us now, and our hope of glory 
for when we reach heaven. Well, what does the Old Testament say about Jesus in us? Jeremiah, an Old Testament prophet, he is speaking the words God put in him. He says, This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel, and that's us today. I will put my law in their minds and write it in their hearts. I will be their God, they will be my people. And he's speaking to us right now. Ezekiel says a little bit, verse 11. He says, I will give them an undivided heart and will put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them the heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. That's beautiful. He says, they will be my people and I will be their God. In Luke, let's go to Luke 24, verse 44. Jesus says to them, this is what I told you when I was still with you. Jesus says, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses in the law of the prophets, and in the Psalms. Now, about Christ in us, the question is, what about us ourselves? What about our self-component in our own bodies? Let's look at Galatians 2, verse 20. Paul writes, he says, And I, that's you and me today, have been crucified with Christ. I... You and me no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It's interesting. Paul writes that Christ lives in me, and I live by faith in the Son of Man, in Christ. Now, what John records in John chapter 14, what does Jesus say? Jesus says, I'm going away, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. We understand that to be the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I'll give you another helper, the Spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. That's Jesus speaking to the disciples. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. That's beautiful. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. He says, my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. All that we have covered so far is this. The divine will of our Father is Jesus Christ, His Son, in us, our hope of glory. Now, here's another way to look at it. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus is talking about a sower sowing the seed. And I'll paraphrase a little bit of it. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell on a path... Some fell on rocky ground. Some fell amongst wheat. Some fell on good ground. That's you. You are the good ground. Now, I have to qualify this. You're the good ground if Jesus is Lord of your life. We can talk about that on another time. 
Later, the disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He told the disciples, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. That's you, the listener today. But not to them. Jesus says, Blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Jesus says, For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen to what the parable of the sower means. The seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. That's how Jesus phrased it. Now, you are the good soil, and I'm sharing this with you now. You are the good soil. It's warm, and it's black, and it's fertile, and it's nourishing. The seed, the Word of God, that is Jesus himself, has settled inside you, and like any seed, It has a hard protective shell protecting the meat of the seed. So the shell represents your self component. Remember we talked earlier. What about yourself when Christ is dwelling in you? Because the self component already resides in you, it doesn't want to give up. But yourself has to break like that hard shell so that the meat of the seed of the Word of God can grow in you. The good soil. You are the good soil. You're like the farmer who sowed seed and sleeps by day, and the days go by, and the seed grows, and he doesn't know how this is. That's in Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Jesus said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil, that's you, produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. So here's the picture that Jesus is painting. The seed is growing in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you have walls. And Jesus, the Word, the seed, is growing in you to fully inhabit your body. The seed grows and wants to inhabit all of me and all of you. It grows to produce branches and fruit. Now the question is again, where is your self-component? Or where is my self-component? I'm talking about that self that used to own this body. Well, it's like it resides way out on the edge of your fingernails. Remember, Paul wrote, I am crucified, that self is dead. There's no room for it in this body. You are wholly committed to Jesus. Just as he said, trust in me, cast all your cares on me. While Jesus is using your body, that's your voice, and your hands to edify his church, sometimes yourself wants to come charging back up and into the innermost being where it used to reside. 
but you don't allow yourself to do that because you love being fully inhabited by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are willing for your whole body to be transformed to the new body that's in it. That new body is the good seed that's growing. That body is mighty in you. All the promises of our Father are in that body residing in us. The seed in you and in me is a life-giving seed, full of grace and truth. My physical body, your physical body, only exists to bear the body that the seed has produced in it. Now we understand what the Apostle Paul saw when he said in Colossians 1, verse 27, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Friends, I want to pray now. I want to know that you understand Christ in you, the hope of glory, is the express desire of God the Father, that he's resident in you, and it's like the seed has grown and totally filled your body with a new body, the body that the seed had. Remember the word says, the body is not like the seed, but the body is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who loves you and gave himself for you. He owns you, has redeemed you. He's paid the price for you. He came down from heaven, from eternity, to just choose you and to inhabit within you, to live in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.